The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's around this town tonight. Hello, welcome to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. Uh, I am in studio. This is Demery Lachey. Uh, yes, I'm live here in the studio today on this beautiful Friday uh, out here in Phoenix, Arizona. It is 93 degrees. That, that is the high for today. Uh, it's around that time of the year. No more monsoons are coming this way, and the weather's feeling mighty great. It's feeling really, really good. Um, Please also download the Voice America app. You can follow the show um, on your smartphones and other phones that carry apps and on your iPads or Samsungs, whatever you have, uh, Windows, tablets, download the app. Uh, Follow us on this show. Uh, Call in today uh, if you want. Please call us. Call in on the show at 888-346-9144. Uh, so we can sit up here talk sports. I'm here by myself, the one and only. But today is a Friday. It's a good. It's always a great Friday um, out here in Phoenix. Uh, got a big weekend ahead. A um, lot of uh, working that I'm doing, especially tonight and tomorrow. But uh, going into what we do best here is going into um, sports. Last night it was a lot of. Big time sports um, that came on, starting off with the uh, the Tigers and baseball and the MLB. The Tigers and the Orioles played last night, and the Orioles uh, came up on top of Detroit Tigers last night, uh, winning the game and scoring eight runs in the eighth inning. Pretty roughed up on the Detroit Tigers, and so. That leaves Baltimore Orioles one and zero in the series thus far. Um, the game, it's another game that does continue. Um, I believe today around noon, um, which is three three o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time. The Tigers and the Orioles game two of the ALDS. Uh, other games last night. Um, there was an NFL game. Yes, there was an NFL game. Uh, once again, these Thursday night games are turning out to be another scrimmage and a walkthrough for certain teams, for one team than the other. These games are getting more out of hand each and every week. But, yes, last night was a football game. Uh, if you tuned into it, it was between the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers, with the Green Bay Packers coming on top, winning 42-10 to 10, um, at home last night on Lambeau Field, in Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And... The game 
ended up uh, being out of hand pretty early uh, after Green Bay was leading 14 to zero after the first quarter, and then in the first half, when the first half ended, the game ended at 28 to zero. Or I'm sorry, the first half ended 28 to zero. Um, Green Bay led. Game was pretty much over. Then the big news um, coming into the Thursday night game was to see if Teddy Bridgewater was going to play or not um, because of the ankle injury he uh, that occurred on Sunday. Um, obviously, I knew he wasn't going to play this coming Thursday. Uh, we talked about it yesterday here on the show. And my prediction became true um, an hour before kickoff had started. The Minnesota Vikings came out and said that uh, the rookie – their standout rookie from one game as a starter would not be starting his second game of his career because due to his ankle injury and he sat out last night and unfortunate um, they got their tails whipped last night it was pretty bad it looked like Green Bay was out there just having to practice just working out um, just running through plays doing whatever they wanted to Aaron Rodgers finished the game once again throwing below 200 yards Finished the game with 156 passing yards, but it was really, real efficient. Going 12-17 uh, with about a nine, nine yards uh, throw, a reception. Um, but he also threw three touchdowns and did not turn the ball over in the little time he played. Also, he did not get touched. And, and I wondered why he didn't get touched. Sorry, we had some difficulties. But uh, going on with Minnesota, they couldn't put any pressure with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, did did do his thing last night. You know, it was very efficient going 12-17. Um, he didn't get touched. And that's a lot to say about the Minnesota defense up front. I don't know if they were tired from their huge victory um, that they had on Sunday. But... They, they, Minnesota was just not ready for the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay coming off a big win in Chicago. They followed up with a big win last night. Now they're 2-0 in the division. And I thought Minnesota was going to put us some say-so. Now, I think that, yeah, now they're 1-1 in their division. And, you know, the NFC North is going to be a tough race. But I think Green Bay is finding its way. They're finding a way pretty easily. They had a pretty easy victory against um, the Chicago Bears last on Sunday, and they followed it up coming, what, four days later and um, nominating the, the Vikings last night. Um, the Vikings, they, they just couldn't move the ball on offense. I don't know if because it's the absence of Adrian Peterson. Um, but they, they didn't run the ball as much as they usually, what they're known for. Uh, their leading rusher had 75 yards. But he only had 15 carries in Matt Asiata, which he is on my fantasy league. But on the other side of the ball, it was finally some run game um, by the Green Bay Packers and Eddie Lacy. He finally came out of his shell, thank God, because he's been my starting running back in my fantasy as well. I got two running backs with Asiata and Eddie Lacy. I just wanted those two guys to have a great game last night. And... Uh, Asiata, he had a he had a decent game. I just wish he would touch the ball more. I'm not talking AJ Peterson carries where you're getting the ball 25 uh, carries a game, but he needs more than 15. Uh, obviously, left for last night, but Eddie Lacy finally showed up. He finally put on his NFL hat and he finished the game with 105 rushing yards with two touchdowns and about mm, about three quarters of work, three out of four quarters. Um, 
He only had 13 carries, and he was really efficient. Finally, he averaged uh, an incredible eight yards per carry, um, which his longest rush was tw- only 29 yards. But at the same time, he was that says a lot because it shows that how efficient he made his time when he touched the ball, and uh, he pretty much dominated the game last night. Um, Jordy Nelson only finished with one catch and one touchdown, but it was a big, big, long touchdown with a 66-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers. And this game just got out of hand because of Green Bay's defense. Green Bay defense stepped up. I want to congratulate Mr. Julius Peppers, the defense end, all-pro, uh, future Hall of Famer, first defensive player in the NFL history to record 100 sacks and 10 interceptions in his career. Um, congrats to Mr. Julius Pepper. He's that's a big achievement in his career, and he's the first one to do this to put up these type of numbers. And he also got his first Lambo leap in, which is incredible because I didn't know if he was going to get one or not with his career coming from Chicago to Green Bay now. And, you know, you just never know when a defensive lineman or defensive end will score their first touchdown, in which that occurred last night with Peppers. They put a lot of pressure on um, Christian Ponder last night. Um, he got sacked six times. He also turned the ball over twice, throwing two interceptions. And that really let me down because I also had Cordell Patterson last night starting for the Minnesota Vikings, in which um, he did not show up at all because – he couldn't touch the ball. He couldn't touch the football because all the pressure that Mr. Christian Ponder was under, um, he couldn't get the ball out to Cordero Patterson. He was under pressure all game. He only threw – he threw 22 for 44 for two, 222 yards, which is not going to get it done, especially on the road in Green Bay. Uh, he, this is his second chance, I believe, of starting. Um, we all know that the Christian Ponder – um, error is now coming to a close. Uh, that light at the tunnel is getting dimmer and dimmer, and he's on. A, he's really struggling um, as of late because of what rookie Teddy Bridgewater coming out and playing sensational last weekend or this past weekend, this past Sunday, I should say. Shoot, it was just uh, a couple of days ago. But for Christian Ponder to jump in, I know it's a short week, but at the same time, you've started a couple games this season. You were coming into the season as the starter. So it was your job to lose. And that's what you have done. You had a chance last night to come out and prove yourself. You have 44 passing attempts. Uh, I think that's more than enough for Christian Ponder, even though he completed half his passes. But, I mean, we're talking two interceptions for only 222 yards and an average of five yards per completion. That's not getting it done. Um Green Bay is going to expose you in which they have, which they did last night um, with Christian Ponder. They shut down the run, even though uh, I believe Minnesota really bailed away from that running game. Um, I think they should run the ball more. I like the running back in Asiata and McKinnon. They're both some pretty good running backs in the NFL. Um, they both deserve – or Asiata is definitely a starting running back in this, in this league. And I think they should – Handed the ball off. I'm not being biased because they're on my fantasy league, but you got to establish the running game first. And Minnesota had no chance of doing that. They have a huge old line up front, but you kind of put the ball in um, Christian Ponder's hand early, and you wanted to ride him out through the rest of the game. Now, 
his receivers aren't really – I just don't see them as a whole passing offense. Yeah, Adrian Peterson's out because of uh, his dispute with the, with the uh, violence against children. But at the same time, I think they should um, stick to their go-to plan, um, stick to what they're used to, stick to what they're used to being doing. I know they have uh, Mr. North Turner as their offense coordinator this year, which is brand new. He loves to feed everyone out there on the field uh, with passing and completions. And you have a dude, you do have a great wideout and Greg Jennings with him returning to Lambeau Field last night. But uh, he he's getting up there. He's starting to catch that disease, that AGE otherwise known as age. He's starting to get up there. So he's not your standout wide receiver like he used to be once, like he was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Greg Jennings is not going to stand out like that. And with the explosive player that Cordell Patterson is, you got to find ways of get, getting him touches. Whether it's reverses with him rushing the ball, um, he's a great utility um, player for the offense. He needs to be utilized even more. Just find ways to get the balls in the ball, balls thrown to him, and get it the ball in his hand so he can make guys miss and use his speed uh, to break up defenses such as that three four that the Green Bay Packers run. Um, you got to find ways to get him the ball, create opportunities for him. He's a great, great player to have. Um, a lot of teams would love to have Cordell Patterson, but you got to find ways to use him, and he has to step up his game as a receiver standpoint as well. He has to run routes better to help out uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Christian Ponder for games ahead of him in this season. But at the same time, uh, we give no doubt to the Green Bay Packers to finally coming out and balling out the, the way they should be. Now they're rolling. I believe that's three uh, victories in a row. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, you know what, guys, everyone calm down. We're going to get back to playing Green Bay football, which they're starting to do now, and they're starting to run that table um, up there in Green Bay in the NFC North, and it's looking like they're going to carry it out because Detroit is playing so, so inconsistent. And Chicago, you don't know what Chicago Jay Cutler team you're going to get week in and week out. In Minnesota, I just think they're not ready yet. Um, they have to get Teddy Bridgewater more comfortable with the offense, more comfortable with NFL and reading defenses and schemes and um, get him more comfortable with the offense so he can lead this team in the future. Um, definitely need to get the running back issues together, but I think it's the clear. I think it's a clear vision. It's for Green Bay to lose this division. It's clear eyes for them. They're number. They're number one now in the division. So I think they're running the table early, and I think they can finish it later on. I know the games will get colder, and that weather up in the NFC North it does. That temperature does drop, and the snow does fall. But I think they can handle it. Um, I think they can win out this whole division, especially with how efficient Aaron Rodgers was last night. He's just going to get better and better, uh, gaining trust with his new targets. And I know he targets um, Jordy Nelson often, quite often, which is probably his number one NFL, his number one receiving target. But Jordy Nelson is the number one receiver in this NFL. He is a go-to guy. Um, he trusts him the most. Uh, no shade being thrown towards Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is a tremendous athlete as well for that offense. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers puts the ball in his hands when needed to as well because he makes big-time plays for that offense. He gets first downs pretty much every time he touches the ball. I love watching Randall Cobb play his development since he got into the NFL from um, getting out of Kentucky. 
But going going on and moving on from this, I want to go into talking about um, these Thursday night football games, which is very disappointing. And I think the NFL should step away um, these Thursday night games. Maybe not have one every Thursday. I love the schedule. I love watching football on Thursday nights. It's incredible. I wish it was football game on Monday, Monday through Sunday through Saturday. You know, Monday through Sunday. I wish it was football game on every single night. But obviously, you can't have that. And so they, you know, they chosen to pick Thursday nights to run a lot of NFL games. But so far, the NFL games have not been that successful. It's been nothing but blowouts. For instance, week one, September 11th, Thursday, September 11th. No, this might have been week two. The Baltimore Ravens beat out the Steelers 26-6, blowout, 20-point victory. Um, Steelers couldn't move the ball. They only put up six points. Then the next week, the following week, Atlanta wins 56-14 over the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another blowout. Then you follow up with the Giants winning 45-14 last week against the Washington Redskins and now Green Bay win last night forty two to ten. It's been nothing but blowouts. I don't I can't stand watching blowouts. Um it just looks like nothing but practice and seven on seven drills all game long, inside run drills, and teams just getting easy easy victories when it comes down to these Thursday night games. I don't know if because the travel and players being so tired from Sunday, but a lot of guys aren't bouncing back. Obviously it's teams that are coming out and ready but there's no competition throughout the whole game, and it really disappoints me because I'm a big fan, like I said, of having weekday games um, in the NFL for Monday night, Sundays, and, heck, I would lo- even love to see Fridays come up. In it. But that's not the case, so they lucked out and chosen Thursdays. But teams are not responding very well. Coaches, I don't know if there's the schemes or what, but coaches aren't responding uh, well, can't get their players together. I don't know if it's the mindset. Like I said, it could be the travel issues. But you play these games, you know, these guys are getting played, paid. They get paid every game they go out. They get paid even more being on national television on a Thursday night situation. So why not bring the best out of your bring the best out of you? Um, I don't know if it's the guys. They're probably not highly motivated. I really don't understand it. Um, next week, next Thursday, October 9th, you got the Indianapolis Colts. Um, traveling to the Houston Texans. Hopefully this game does not get out of hand. I'm ready to see great football being played on a Thursday night. This is the reason why they moved football for Thursday nights for great competitive games. Both the Colts and the Houston Texans, they're both in the same division, which most of these games on Thursday have been divisional games. So they mean something. So why don't you just have a meeting and not deal with blowouts? Is it's it's getting old, and it's really going to make me turn away from watching football games on a Thursday night. Besides college football, which we're going to talk about here after the break, it was a big victory last night for a college program. Where it's one team that is undefeated, and the other team is not anymore. Uh, the number two team in the country, and Oregon Ducks, go down at home, and they lose to. The Arizona Wildcats, U of A, two years in a row. We're going to take a quick break right now, and we'll be back. We're going to start off talking about um, U of A and also other football games that's going on. It's Friday. We're going to make picks, 
Coming up in NFL, you listen to Kwame Sports Talk Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You feel that? Welcome back. To call me last bit sports talk show. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm in studio today. Then we lost Shay. Kwame is out. He may be calling in. Um, he told me he was gonna call in, but if not, please call in on the show today. Um, love to have someone to talk to during this time. Uh, please call in at 888-346-9144. Uh, also, download the Voice America app. Follow every show. Follow this show. Um, by downloading the Voice America app and follow up on all other shows that Voice America does bring to the table. Um, before break, you know, we were discussing. I was going into the, a huge college game last night. Uh, it had a lot of talk going into the game, but not as much because of the two programs that were heading to the game last night. But before that, before we get into that, last night I attended a huge rivalry game. Um, it's my first uh, high school uh, game that I went to last night in the Arizona area. I went out to go see uh, the Hamilton Hamilton Huskies and the Chandler Wolves, Chandler High School Wolves. And it was a huge rivalry, um, big crowd last night. Um, met up with a few um, guys who, you know, I've done some work with, some networking and at some events. And, you know, in the Chandler area. And so, huge game last night. And the game got out of hand very quick, which is what happens, I guess, on Thursday nights. Um, but the Chandler High School team won 60-16. to, four, to 16. Um, Actually, I left at around that time. So, that's the score that I'm going to say. It, was, it, it could have been worse. It could have been closer. But it was 60 to, four, to 16 by the time I got out of there. But what stood out to me was this kid. Now, this guy has a brother who's the starting running back for UCLA and Perkins. But this kid named Bryce Perkins um, 
preseason ranked. Uh, he's the top five player in the state of Arizona. He's a quarterback going to uh, Arizona State University next year. This kid was a sensational last night. He deserves a great shout-out. Um, he's only a three-star recruit. He's 6'3", 205, uh, dual-threat quarterback for Chandler High School. But this kid was amazing last night. I mean, he was making some off-the-wall plays. I mean, some of these plays, I was I was in shock. I mean, he left the crowd um, on their feet last night and several, several drives, several times where the crowd was just in awe. And it was just amazing to see uh, Mr. Bryce Perkins. It's going to be bigger games for him going to Arizona State, playing in the Pac-12 for his future. Hopefully he stays out of trouble. But he came up through um, – some he came up through playing youth football, and the youth football organization that he was part of was AYF, uh, Arizona Youth Football Organization. Um, these guys uh, are incredible. They have a lot of guys who gone on to the NFL, uh, played a, a lot of collegiate athletes, and those guys was on display last night with Bryce Perkins being one of them, being a former AYF player, but. Um, Going along with that, those are some of the guys who I was with last night. I ran to D. Grayer, and we were talking about, you know, kids going from uh, their youth league and continue on playing great high school football and big-time college football and hopefully making that dream and succeeding it to the NFL level. But, you know, he kept saying, you know, watch this guy, Bryce Perkins, and the kid was incredible. Um, at 6'3", 205, he's a senior He's a, he's gonna be out to watch. I'm just letting you all know early and a little bit now. I mean, the kid was incredible. I can't wait to go see him play again. And he really brought my attention, throwing up 60 points last night in a high school game, which was incredible. Um, but going along with AYF, they're actually hosting a photo shoot event that I will be at um, this afternoon. Uh, get to be a chance to be around um, the younger youth league kids and um, having a great time. Um, networking and socializing, you know, just being around the, uh, the group of kids, seeing the smiles on the faces, helping them out, you know, letting them know, you know, some of the things, some, telling my story, some of the things that I went through. But while I was at that game, uh, it was discussions about, uh, it was a college game going on, and, you know, I was hearing a bunch of noise talking about, you know, U of A is up, um, they're beating Oregon. I'm, I'm, I'm not in awe. I was just to myself saying, yeah, well, this game is going to get out of hand quick. Uh, we'll just wait to the second half. That's the same thing that Oregon did with Michigan State because Michigan State, they were up. It was a close game until halftime in the second half. Oregon just dominated uh, Michigan State University. So the game last night between Arizona and Oregon, I thought, you know, Oregon is a big – second half team they were only up seven to three at halftime so i'm thinking that with a second half team they're just going to come out and dominate and it was the complete opposite with arizona coming out firing at all cylinders in the second half going outscoring oregon 21 to 7 on the road now i don't know what rich Rod- rich rodriguez is hiding in that u of a locker room but this guy he knows how to beat oregon this is his second year in a row and that's hard to say with this Oregon program and where they've been in probably in the last uh, about 10 years. That's hard to say that, you know, I have beaten Oregon two years in a row. I have, you know, I have secrets about them that I know that can break them down and I know that can beat them. And that's what happened last night. 
Marcus Mariota for Oregon, Heisman candidate, played really, really well last night. He was doing all he could, uh, a lot of mistakes, a lot of fumbles, um, turnovers last night for Oregon that you're not used to seeing. And it only happens against U of A and the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, Mariota finished the game 20 of 32 for 276 yards, throwing and two touchdowns. Very efficient. But they, they just couldn't run the ball. Um, Oregon's known for big, explosive running plays. Royce Freeman did finish the game with 19 carries, 85 yards, but only four and a half yards per carry, which is really efficient, but he scored no touchdowns. His longest run was only 14 yards. That's not what you're used to seeing with Oregon. I took my hat off to Rich Rodriguez in that incredible defense. They went up to Oregon, smacked them in the mouth, and, and now Arizona has the target on their backs. They're 5-0. and and I really didn't believe, you know, what I was hearing while I was at this high school game. I'm just, yeah, Arizona, they're, they're balling out right now in Oregon. I'm like, yeah, they, yeah, you're right. They did that last year. Um, so I'm thinking they're talking about last year's game. But, no, they were talking about the mayhem that was going on last night in Eugene, Oregon. And you usually don't – you don't hear stories like that. You don't – when you're not watching it, when you're just hearing about it by word of mouth, it makes you that much more upset. I was kind of upset because I was at a bad high school game last night with a blowout victory between two rivalries, and I'm hearing about this Arizona game. So by the time I got home after the high school game, you know, Arizona came out on top, and the game has completed. And I'm just, you know, thinking to myself, like, wow. Um, U of A, they're ready. They're five and zero, and now they're making enough noise, and now they have a target on their back. We have a caller online, a good friend of mine, like I was just telling you about, uh, D Grayer. D, you on there? Yes, I'm here. D, what's going on, man? Welcome, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Oh, no problem. Hey, I was just, uh, I had just mentioned, you know, last night we were at the high school game watching, you know, some of your former uh, AYF, AYF Youth League uh, players. And one player that stood out to me last night, I was saying, was a kid, uh, Bryce Perkins, that quarterback who's going to Arizona State next year. Uh, man, he was sensational last night, wasn't he? Oh, my gosh. He's uh, he just continued building on what he's been doing for, for all, you know, all, all the time. You know, we... First time I saw him play football in a little uh, kind of ultimate football pickup game, you know, yeah. I, I knew he had it. And, uh, you know, he, he uh, won, a, won a national championship in Florida with us, and, and he's handling his business in the classroom and on the football field. So it was great talking to his dad after the game and hearing that everything is good. Yeah, that's, that's definitely great to hear. You know, you watching these youth, young youth uh, kids grow up right in front of you and, you know, now they have idols that they're watching in college football game, especially, uh, you know, the guys like of like Johnny Menzel and uh, James Winston. You don't really want to see them follow that path, so it's a great deal, you know, that he has the right head on his shoulders and you guys have, uh, you, you know, you guys kind of uh, promote that and preach that to your uh, kids in that league. Oh, absolutely. Academics and character are, are the things that we take pride in and make sure that we want to instill in the kids in our program. It's not just football. You know, our kind of our motto is it's more than just youth football. You know, we, we're teaching kids life through the game. And uh, that's what, you know, uh, a lot of my coaches and, and youth football have done for me. And, uh, you know, with our board, and our membership and our coaches, 
you know, that's what we try to instill in them and make sure that they understand the purpose of, of, the, of the youth football game and, and youth sports in general. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, just last week we talked to uh, another uh, guy who's, who's done work with you all in San Diego with, uh, I believe his name, Chris Chris Dudley and yeah, Chris. He, yeah, and you know he came on the show. You know, uh, was saying you know uh, the league out here in Chandler has been really great to him, and it gives him an opportunity to travel. Uh, could you just go into you know explaining you know more about the AYF and how you all travel and dealing with the youth kids? Uh, yeah, well, you know we're we're a national organ national affiliated organization, uh, mm-hmm. American Youth Football, and there's regional regions, uh, conferences, and associations and teams across the country and, and as well as the, uh, the world. We have uh, groups in Samoa, Panama, uh, you know, Chile, wow. Australia. There's a lot of kids playing football. I talked to people, you know, just having a conversation with a gentleman in, in England about um, football. You know, football is really oh, wow. growing. It's, it's, it's on the forefront. That's why, you know, it pushes policy, right? So everything that we hear about the NFL, even though it's a few guys, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's so elevated and, and so popular, you know, um, you know, it's a big game. So American Youth Football, we're, you know, across the country. Like I said, here, in, I'm, I'm located here in Phoenix, but uh, we have our national championships. We have over 130 teams that go down there and compete in different age groups and divisions. And uh, we have cheerleading championships at the same time. And, and here locally, we have our, our local championships and regional championships. So uh, the teams are all competing. Uh, you know, I just sent a note out to everybody today saying, hey, it's halftime. Yeah. So we started in July. Uh, play games in um, you know August, September, uh, October, November is pretty much postseason, and uh, everybody's trying to get that bid to Florida uh, the first week of uh, December. Okay, yeah, no doubt that's that would be great. Uh, that would be great. I can't wait for that to come around. And uh, how can you know parents and uh, some of the kids, uh, some of the listeners, you know, can get tuned in around the Phoenix area, or you know, they can get involved. How can certain ways they can get involved with you all? Uh, in the Phoenix area, you just got to find your local association. You can find them on the phoenixayf.com website. Okay. Uh, there's an association listing there. So um, it's listed, you know, we're broken down by zip code. So we're community-based football. Uh, we do have, um, you know, we pretty much have teams all the way up north and as far as Anthem. A uh, pretty good organization up there, Desert Highlands. And east down to Apache Junction and, uh, and uh, Post and Butte, uh, Florence, uh, Queen Creek area. Okay. So, uh, as far as north is uh, the Phoenix Storm, which are up by Pinnacle High School, a great, great uh, program there that just came over to the league. And as far as south, you mentioned Chandler, Gilbert, and uh, Southeast Valley. So uh, we pretty much cover the entire valley. Uh, you know, football, cheerleading, academics, giving back, and fun are, you know, are, that's, that's what we're all about. So uh, we have a, have a fun season in store this year. The kids are already in, in the mix. And if anybody's looking forward to joining next year or coming out and going to some of our great events. We do a lot of, a lot of events in the community uh, for the community, and we work with all football organizations as well uh, to give kids that great opportunity. So phoenixayf.com is the location. Okay, yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's great to hear. Uh, before we hit, the, hit up this next break in a couple of minutes, I want you to uh, – so, so how do you uh, – now, with all this, you know, with all these domestic violence issues and um, – you know, all this, uh, you know, children, child abuse, and Jamin Winston antics. How do you all um, keep these kids, you know, 
concentrated and I know you guys do character and how often do you all preach about what's going on, you know, at the higher level, what these kids are saying and compared to like where they're at now and how to keep, you know, their head focused, what kind of antics or strategies that do you guys like put upon these children who are watching these events all the time with Ray Rice and all this shenanigans going on in the NFL to some of their idols? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, we, you know, accountability is, is uh, one thing that we uh, teach our kids. And a lot of our coaches, they have a academic program, um, a, a conduct program. They all have their team rules, code of conduct, et cetera. No one's bigger than the team. Right. So if you're going to be selfish and go out there and do things, you know, a lot of our coaches, you know, preach on that. We work with the Positive Coaching Alliance, have them come in and speak to our kids. Uh, we're, you know, all of our coaches are USA football certified, and we have the NFL engagement um, um, policies that we do. So we're working with Troy Vincent, the NFL office, and the NFL players, you know, and, um, you know, items like that. They do have a lot of resources out there. Yeah. But it, it all comes down to the parents at home, you know, understanding what they're, you know, the, the value of what the sport is. You know, um, everybody's not going to make it to the NFL. Everybody's not going to make it to college. A lot of our players are not going to play in high school. And that's what we want to instill in them, that academics and your character and protecting your name and doing the right thing in the community. That's just all we can do as far as from a coaching standpoint at the youth level. It needs to translate to the other area. So we have these kids, you know, pretty much from, you know, our coaches and our teams, they have them from July through December if they're one of those teams that make it all the way. Right. But everybody's at least there through, through November. And so we start a lot of our kids in the five to seven um, age range, and they go up through 14. So we take, a, take, a, take it on our shoulders that we're here to instill those values so they don't get into the things, the drugs. You know, everybody's forgetting about drugs. Everybody's talking about domestic violence. We talk about drugs. We talk about academics. We talk about character development and personal, you know, conduct, you know, with, with uh, all the things that are going on. Um, we think it's ringing true. Um, you know, we just ran our final numbers on our academics. Over uh, 1,400 of our kids in our program have a 3.0 and above. Right. Out of the 2,000 plus kids that we have. So uh, we're about 70, 70, 75% of our kids have the 3.0 and, and, and the, uh, the others are all striving to, to get to that level. And, and make it to our academic banquet. So we, we, we try to put rewards in place and uh, just continue talking about it, even, you know, using those, 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 uh, those uh, you know, unfortunate events in the media yeah. as teaching points. Yeah, and I think it's ridiculous how, you know, media exploits the bad news, you know, that comes around in the NFL and to some of these uh, professional athletes and not not as much, you know, to the, to the positive that they're doing and some of the NFL alumni have done as well uh, I think it's really shady how they you know how the media contradicts that but um, you know we got, got about 30 more seconds you know you want to uh, mention about the, you know, your photo shoot event uh, about tonight real quick oh yeah today we have a photo shoot uh, Gianna Nicole Productions and Joseph James uh, Photography they're uh, hosting a photo shoot for our players uh, this year so uh, one player from each association, football player and cheerleader, they're going to do a photo shoot. So that's just an extension of what we do outside of football. So we want to give these kids an opportunity to understand what it's like to be a model, understand what it's like to to um, get into the, the media part, the positive media part of of, uh, of football. So, uh, you know, we promote the big time is now. So uh, we have uh, 12 kids coming out today from football players and another eight cheerleaders coming out, and they're going to be, 
um, you know, the center of attention at a photo shoot today. So uh, they're going to learn that it's about the glamour and as well as the work involved and what goes into, uh, you know, what happens behind the camera. All right, man. That sounds incredible. I uh, can't wait uh, for this evening. Uh, like I said, I'm going to drop in. I'm going to drop by there and uh, enjoy myself tonight when I come through the, or this afternoon when I come to the event. But thank you for calling in today, D. I'm pretty sure we're going to uh, talk more here uh, soon. You know, hopefully you get a chance to get some time to come into the studio. But uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. Uh, you're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. We'll be back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. I'm in studio, Demry Lachey. Kwame Lasseter is unfortunately out uh, this Friday. But, you know, it's a beautiful Friday out here in the Valley. Um, I'm ready to start this, this weekend. Um, a lot of football coming up this weekend. Uh, other news, it's a lot of baseball as well. Uh, definitely the playoff times, the best time of the year is October. That's when they're mostly I tune into watching baseball. Unfortunately, my team, the Yankees, are out. But I do have a, uh, a favorite player, you know, in the uh, likes of Mike Trout. Uh, he's been coming... Uh, coming up in the last few years for the Angels, and I'm excited to see uh, the Angels in the playoffs, even though they took a loss to Kansas City Royals, who haven't reached the playoffs in about 20-plus 20, 20 years, 20-plus seasons, and it's incredible to see them back uh, in the playoffs, and they're leading that series 1-0. Uh, to And um, also the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, playing the L.A. Dodgers. I love uh Watching the Dodgers play, um, they have a standout pitcher. Of course, everyone knows Mr. Kershaw. Uh, he deserves the MVP, uh, hands down. But good to see him lead his team. He has 20-plus victories, and for him to be in the playoffs, can't wait to see him and Yasiel Puig and all those guys out there in the Dodgers organization. Um, they do a tremendous job, 
And I, I, just, I just love watching uh, Kershaw play. I love seeing him pitch, win ball games. Reminds me of a, reminds me of a younger Greg Maddox um, during that time. And you know, a lot of comparisons compare him to uh, Sandy Koufax. I wouldn't go that far with it. And maybe he needs a couple more years, then get some Sandy Koufax say so. But he definitely reminds me of a of Greg Maddox um, back in his prime when he would play for the Atlanta Braves and uh, the Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals organization, great, um, great batting coming out of them. Uh, they're a team that hits a lot of pitches, so it's, it's a great matchup in the playoffs. Also, uh, the Giants and the Washington Nationals are playing um, in the playoffs. All these games are today, this afternoon, and one game has already started between the uh, Tigers and the Orioles. It's already the top of the third, but the game is still tied at 0-0. But yeah, best time of the year is October. Um, Fortunately, my Yankees are out, but it's okay. I'm not being biased. I love uh, tuning into other baseball as well. I'm not a one team watcher. When it comes to October, I mean, guys are going balls to the walls. They're, you know, playing their butts off, and this is where you get a lot of national attention. Uh, more the crowds are getting bigger and bigger at. Um, each baseball game. And for the last segment, we finally have a connection with Mr. Kwame. Kwame, what's going on, man? Definitely lost shade. Friend. <laughs> Shout out. And I, I, um, I apologize because I could have called in 15 minutes ago before now. Yeah. I'm out here doing something for Alliance uh, in, this, in this golf event. I'm not golfing, sadly to say, but I'm the long drive hitter. Establishing some relationships, <laughs> doing a little networking. Uh, but what is, what's, what's going on? What are you talking about? I saw I saw I hear something about the month of October. Yeah. So you talking about baseball? You talking about the month of October? You talking about baseball? Of course. So you talking about November? You talking about football? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm on it. All right. <laughs> you definitely hit it right on the point. No, I was just going in talking about some of the baseball games, you know, some of the playoff games, saying it's the best time of the year with playoffs. You know, even though my Yankees are in it, Mr. October, Derek Jeter himself is not in it this year. Uh, but it's some good baseball to be watched, you know, with Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers and Mike Trout with the Angels. Some good baseball going on right now. Yeah, this is the best time of baseball. And that's why I get Julian Spivey and uh, uh, Shea Hillebrand on the show a lot. Because mm-hmm. as much as I love baseball and felt that I sh- that should have been my sport to play it, I appreciate everything football has done. As much as I love baseball, I get somebody who knows the game inside and out. Guys who are in the dugout, guys who are in the clubhouse. That's when you find out the real intricate parts, in my opinion, to what baseball really is. Because a lot of guys go out there and play it. They've been playing it since they were 13 years old. Right. And they enjoy the sport. They love the sport. But this is the best time of baseball. We are now in October. When I think of October October in baseball, I'm thinking about Reggie Jackson. Yeah. I'm thinking about guys and teams that make a push in, in this time of the year to get in position to play for those World, the World Series championship. And that's why Julian Spivey and Shea Hillenburn, more so Julian Spivey, I could t- he calls in. He's a regular call. He's a friend in the family of the show. Yeah. And he talked that World Series stuff because he was in the World Series. They won. They beat the Yankees. Your team. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did. No, you know, they got away with one. They didn't get away with one. <laughs> they they got a, did. Junior got away with one. I'm going to tell them that. They got away with one. I think the Yankees overlooked those guys. Yeah, they definitely did. 
they definitely did. And they had a young they, – they that Diamondbacks team was very young with Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, and uh, Junior, and uh, Gonzalez. Like, that was a great bunch of guys who put that team together, and they came out victorious. So they definitely deserved it. You're right. Uh, Gonzalez is a good guy. To this day, he's still, he is still affiliated with the, um, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. As yeah. an organization, but he, he is a good guy. You ask him to show up, I think he show up. I played in many of poker tournaments with uh, Gonzalez, and he's just he's that type of guy. And those are the guys I try to associate myself with. But then when you do that and you finally meet them, you realize why they play at a high level and they were successful at that level. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I also talked about um, with D. Gray was just on the line. He called in and. Talk, okay, he was talking about the AYF organization and they're having a photo shoot event that I'll be attending, you know, later on this afternoon um, uh-huh. with some of the organizations. And, you know, we were talking about uh, – I, I told him I went to the game last night. One of his guys who went through the through his league was a was a beast last night. He's going to Arizona State next year. He's a quarterback, uh, 6'3", 205, you know, senior, you know, quick, dual threat, you know, uh, African-American quarterback. And he put on a show last night in front of... Uh, I love to see those yeah. guys, man, in high school. And you hit the nail on the head. Right. I love what those guys like Dee Gray are, are doing. I love to see those guys at a high school level. And they have the whole world in their hand. One of the things I try to get those guys to do is play pure. One of those, uh, another thing I try to get those guys to do is understand what's in front of them so they can see their future. Remember, remind them to dream and remind, remind them to set goals. Yeah. You see guys like that, and it's just an awesome deal, man. It is. So... Yeah. So that's 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 awesome that it is. And uh, D. Greer called in and and, yeah. and what he does for the uh, youth football leagues around the valley. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's, it's really it's really an awesome deal because I've I've seen some of his teams. I've seen some. I've seen the organization and how they present themselves around the valley, and and those guys get a great chance. And not only just football. You focus on education, all those stuff. Yeah. You know what? I gotta go. I'm here at this event and Alliance <laughs> Alliance, Alliance Beverage. Got me out here, and they gave me two thousand dollars of alcohol. I rather have the cash, <laughs> but they give me two thousand alcohol. But I'm doing, I'm doing some networking for my event as a Super Bowl of golf, um, not Super Bowl of golf, but the NFL alumni Super Bowl event down at Raw High, where I host pass. So I rather get in where I fit in, and then make it work. Networking, networking is a beautiful thing. Of course, man. Real quick, man. Who you got? The Cardinals or the Broncos? I'm about to go into the picks. I'm appalled that you asked me that. I got the Cardinals. I just, I just want to pick. Uh, you got the Cardinals. I got the Cardinals, and this is not a Cardinals pick with my heart. This is a Cardinals pick with um, that makes sense. With Drew Stanton, that's what you're saying. No, I'm talking about Carson Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gotta get out of here. I appreciate you on the show. I appreciate everything you're doing. The great stuff, the filming, the the uh, King uh, Fit production. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to um, make it work. We're going to put good things together. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'll catch up with you this weekend. You be safe. Sounds good. All right. Yep, going into the uh, – it's about that time. Um, to finally go into these Friday picks. Um, it's, I, but before we do that, some good games coming on. Um, some good games lined up in the NCAA this weekend. Um, a lot of rivalry, rivalry games and a lot of conference football games, but – just going through some of the games in the top 25. Some of the big games that I'm going to be tuned into throughout Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a high, impactful Saturday. I think Thursday did a great job kicking off with Arizona, topping off number two Oregon. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. 
this year. I think their playoff chances are done with Oregon. Arizona's making a lot of noise. U of A, watch out for those guys in the Pac-12. They are the dark horse. Rich Rodriguez has finally got his group of kids in that he wanted to, that he's been trying to recruit to the U of A, and they're, they're looking sensational. Last night they came out on top in Eugene, Oregon, and beating them, the Oregon Ducks 31-24. to So Oregon uh, playoff chances are they're done, and they're not going to be in that top four. And then next week they have to go to travel to Southern California and facing the UCLA Bruins, who are very high, coming off a huge victory last week, last Thursday, um, at Arizona State at Sun Devil Stadium. And UCLA has they have a game this weekend, so they they need to focus on this weekend because now they can because then they can quickly focus on next weekend when Oregon comes to town. Now moving in to other football games. Uh, Saturday football games for the guys who are student athletes or athletic students. Uh, Utah State and BYU play one another tonight. Um, I love to watch uh, Utah State play. My old ball coach from Indiana State, he was the offensive coordinator there at Utah State uh, when they went to uh, they had a they had a high. Um, they had a high bowl game about two years ago, and they did a sensational job. They have a great quarterback, uh, Heisman Worthy quarterback. Might be a first-round draft pick. Um, they go into town, and they're going against BYU at BYU tonight. Uh, BYU is being undefeated. They're 4-0, ranked 18th in the country. Uh, I think Utah State has something to say about that t- uh, tonight. Other games uh, that I will be tuning into definitely Saturday will be that Bama, Alabama, and Ole Miss game. The game is at Ole Miss. Alabama's on the road. Both teams are 4-0. I think Ole Miss is worthy of upsetting Alabama. Even though I'm a huge fan of that Alabama offense right now, Sims really has it going, but that Alabama defense is not the Alabama defense that you're used to. I don't think they're national championship worthy. But uh, other big games... Uh, Ohio State and Maryland, uh, Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Both those teams are five and zero. The state of Mississippi is really going to be very impactful on Saturday. Uh, other good games: Stanford, and Notre Dame play one another. Texas Tech and Kansas State. That's going to be a great game to watch. Arizona State is traveling to USC. Um, they're both teams with three and one. This is going to show what USC is really made of. I think Arizona State is going to bounce back and have a huge, better game than what they displayed. Of course, against UCLA, uh, it's going to be a hard fought game. Um, Arizona State got USC, got SC last year at home, so it's going to be a revenge game. You know, USC is going to look for revenge, just like UCLA did against Arizona State, who was the dark horse team last year. But this season is a whole new season. Uh, another game in the Big Ten: Nebraska, Michigan State. And now moving on to the NFL, huge games this weekend, huge divisional games. Uh, we're going to run through some of these picks, starting off with the Ravens and the Colts. Um, I got the Colts at home. They're going to top the Ravens on the road. Joe Flacco's going to have a tremendous game against that Colts secondary, but Andrew Luck is going to get the job done in the end. Uh, can't wait to see what Steve Smith is going to have intact. He's been having a lot of media on his back this week, so this is when he comes out and plays very well. Cardinals and the Broncos. I do got the Cardinals. Uh, I think they're going to have a tough loss this weekend. It's hard to go into Denver playing in that air and that mile high. Uh, it's hard to breathe there. And with that no-huddle offense that Peyton Manning runs, that defense is going to be very, very tired. It's going to be a close game, though. I like uh, the Cardinals' offense. But 
the Broncos do, do have a lot of experience on that defensive end to get the job done against Drew Stanton. Um, other games, the Bears and the Panthers. Of course, I think the Bears are going to win on the road. Panthers are struggling. The Browns and the Titans. Uh, who really cares? I think the Browns are going to win that game. Uh, Rams and the Eagles. Eagles are going to dominate. They're at home. Falcons and the Giants. The Giants are playing very good football. I would not be surprised if they win this game, which is why I'm choosing them. The Saints and the Buccaneers. Saints are one and three. Bucks are one and three. Look out for the Buccaneers. They had a huge uh, motivational victory last weekend on the last second uh, pass to Vincent Jackson from Matt Glennon. I think the Bucks are going to top the Saints because the Saints are they're not looking too hot right now. The Cowboys at home against the Texans. How about those Cowboys? They're rolling. They're going to roll on. And beating the Texans, both teams are 3-1 and one thus far. The Bills and the Lions. I've got the Lions winning. Steelers are going to beat the Jaguars on the road. 49ers are going to win at home against the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs came out with a huge victory. And the Chargers are going to beat the Jets out at home. I think Michael Vick is going to play this week, no doubt about it. And then the Patriots and the Bengals. Bengals are going to win on the road to the struggling Patriots. Seahawks, Redskins game. Uh, what is this, Monday Night Football? And I got the Seahawks winning. But we're going to talk more about that game coming up Monday. You all have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. And uh, we'll catch you Monday. Peace. Be safe. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.